welcome to the Veil Podcast, where stories, myths, and legends unfold. I am your host, Orion. Hello and welcome back to the Veil Podcast. It's been, well, it's been almost a year since our last podcast episode, and I'm happy to be back recording, researching, and just falling back into the world of the veil. So for our first episode back, I thought I would discuss sleep paralysis. I myself have experienced sleep paralysis, but it's been a really long time and I feel as though I've sort of found a way around sleep paralysis uh, in, in terms of not getting sleep paralysis. And so I thought we would talk about it a little bit. It's been a really long, long time, but for some, it's absolutely a terrifying experience, and for myself included. Sleep paralysis is when during awakening or falling asleep, a person is aware but unable to move or speak. Some claim that sleep paralysis is medical in nature, while others claim that sleep paralysis is demonic in nature, which is why we're discussing it. Either way, sleep paralysis and its causes are still wildly questioned. And for some, it's absolutely terrifying. Sleep paralysis can last for anywhere from a few seconds to a few minutes and even longer. And it happens when you're lying on your back. According to medical studies, sleep paralysis can be experienced by people who may also have challenges with bipolar disorder, depression, anxiety, PTSD, insomnia, sleep disorders, sleep deprivation, stress, and people whose bodies have trouble with REM sleep. I mean, that, that could easily be anybody in the world. Anybody who experiences stress could experience sleep paralysis. It's quite common as over 3 million people experience sleep paralysis and it can happen for months or even years during a person's life. Many scientists believe that it is merely your body not processing REM sleep as it should. During REM sleep, your body becomes paralyzed so that it doesn't act out your dreams. So, you know that feeling of your you're falling asleep and you start to dream and you take a step or you fall and your body jumps or twitches. That's what REM sleep and the paralysis that REM puts you in is supposed to avoid. So basically, as soon as you go into that REM sleep, you shouldn't be twitching any longer. So the scientific reasoning behind sleep paralysis is that your brain and your consciousness awakens before your body does. So your body remains paralyzed, but you are fully awake. Your body's paralyzed, but you have full control of your mind. So it's the opposite. It's when you are waking up and your body is still paralyzed. So 
on the other hand, you are just falling asleep and your body's not paralyzed yet. So you're twitching and you're jumping. This is the opposite to where you're waking up, but your body is still paralyzed. So it's this feeling of being awake and being conscious, but not being able to move at all. Some common symptoms include being aware of your surroundings, even with open eyes, but being unable to move, feeling a pressure on your chest, feeling like you're choking, heavy breathing, shortness of breath, hallucinations, intense fear, a sense of dread or darkness, and attempting to scream but can't. I've experienced all of those things before. And that's the part that makes it the most terrifying. The scientists rule sleep paralysis as a medical condition with clear explanations. Many believe that sleep paralysis is actually demonic in nature. This could be due to how fearful or dreadful you feel while experiencing sleep paralysis. It could also have something to do with hallucinations that can accompany the experience of sleep paralysis. Some people claim to have seen demons or other beings in the room or even sitting on their chest, which to them is what causes the pressure that they feel. Throughout time, artists have portrayed what they believe sleep paralysis is and what causes it. So I'm sure you've seen uh, the painting, The Nightmare by Henry Fuseli, uh, 1781 is when this was painted. And it's a picture of a woman laying on a couch, a white dress, and she's sort of hanging over the couch. And there's this demon sitting on her, her chest and her torso. Um, throughout time, sleep paralysis has also been called old hag syndrome or night hag due to people seeing an old hag in their room or on their chest during their experience. It has also been called parasomnia because of the anxiety you may experience. Cultures all over the world have stories about sleep paralysis and they mention demons, evil creatures, and what they do to you while you sleep. In China, sleep paralysis is known as ghost oppression. In Japan, it is known as kanashib kanashibari. kanashibari. <laughs> I personally have experienced sleep paralysis and it has happened with the lights on and the lights off in the middle of the night, in the middle of the day. But every time it's occurred, I was asleep on my back. I can remember my eyes being wide open, but every part of my body was frozen. I was afraid. It felt as though something was watching me and I tried, but couldn't talk. I have tried to scream and couldn't each time I was afraid. I felt pressure on my chest. I could barely breathe and feeling dread and darkness definitely surrounded me. But when you come to think about it, if you are fully conscious and fully awake, your eyes are open, you can see everything around you, but you can't move the rest of your body. I would automatically think that a feeling of dread and anxiety would automatically take place because you can't move. You can't move your body at all. But one of the most predominant memories that I have is when I was laying flat on my bed and the bedroom lights were on, 
My eyes opened and I was staring up at the bedroom light overhead. I tried to scream for my, um, my boyfriend, who is now my husband, with no ability to do so. And my heart was racing. I felt as though there was something in the room watching. I never saw this being or entity, but I felt, felt like something was there. So was it just my fear creating this feeling or was I actually being watched? Another memory I have is when I actually saw something watching me. I was 14 or 15. I woke up in the dead of night, lying flat on my back, on my bed, eyes able to look around the room, but my body was unable to move. My stomach was filled with dread and fear, but also curiosity. And I could see in the corner of my room, a tall shadow that made the shape of a man. Its eyes were red and it was watching me and it just stood there unmoving just watching. I was visited two nights in a row by this red-eyed creature. First night it watched me, the second night I watched it walk down the hallway towards my grandmother's room. When I woke, it felt like a dream. But this is another story, one about shadow people, or perhaps these stories are connected. At this point, I'm unsure. And in a future episode, I will definitely be discussing my experience with shadow people further. Sleep paralysis has no known cures, and whether you believe it is medical in nature or caused by demons, it is truly frightening. And if you've experienced it, I'm sure you will agree. For me, I have felt as though I have beaten sleep paralysis, but it's almost like a band-aid and not an actual cure. And the only solution that I have found is do not sleep on your back. Sleep paralysis takes place primarily when you are sleeping on your back. And every night that I sleep, I consciously avoid sleeping on my back for that specific reason. Have I beaten it? Well, beaten might be a strong word. <laughs> I have found a solution that works for me, though I know how comfortable it can be sometimes to lay on your back. And that is just something that's a chance that I am no longer willing to take. So have you experienced sleep paralysis? What were your experiences with sleep paralysis? Let us know on social media at The Veil Life on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr, or you can reach out to us on our blog, theveillife.wordpress.com. Let us know about your experiences. I'd love to share them with everybody else. And one little thing that I want to include at the end of this episode is... I guess two little things. One is we now have a Facebook group. It is facebook.com slash groups slash The Veil Life. Come join us, share your stories. I might just reach out to you requesting permission to share your story on our podcast and on our social media. And there's another way that you can now support the work that I do in creating all of this content. And that is by supporting me on Patreon. Patreon.com slash The Veil Life. You can become a Patreon. 
or a patron of the Veil Life for $5 a month. And that $5 gets you exclusive content access before everybody else. And you get a free The Veil sticker that has been designed and created by yours truly. So come support the work that we do. I know it's been a really long time since I've done a podcast episode, but I'm back. I'm raring to go and I'm super excited to be back with everybody here. So please support the work that I do so that I can continue making this content for you. I appreciate everybody who's been here listening. And if you can't contribute monetary wise, just share the work, share my posts, share my podcast. It helps tremendously. And I appreciate you all more than you know. I will see you all in the next episode. Until then, don't sleep on your back. (laughs) See you next time. I hope that you have enjoyed the Veil podcast, where stories, myths, and legends unfold. If you would like to support us by donating so that we can continue to bring these stories, myths, and legends to you, you can go to anchor.fm slash thevaillife slash support. You can also find us online at thevaillife.wordpress.com on facebook.com slash thevaillife and on instagram.com slash thevaillife. If you have any suggestions on stories or creatures, myths, legends, true crime, anything you would like for us to cover, please let us know. And as always, stay spooky. Thank you.